This week on the Podland Trailcasters. Yo. Yo, what's up, dude? Hey, test, test. Okay, audio is working this time. Referees are like NFL quarterbacks, man. They're way too protected. <laughs> Punching my munching bag, bro. <laughs> Punching bag. Punching bag. Pinterest has more monthly users than, than Twitter does. Pinterest. I don't understand the consistency of what's happening here. We're all going to turn into Anakin Skywalkers over here. In college, oh, I was a theater. Keith always I was in a side. <laughs> hey, usually it's story time with Papa Burkhardt, man. I got I to gotta take the, the pedestal sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the, the, uh, man, you know what sucks is that I was ready. I had it in my head, and now like, I keep telling you to write these things down. No, bro. I don't like to. It's just not how I roll. I mean, you it take like a one a one line note. I have a sticky note, so you can't even write that much. But get like a, a little, you know, the movie Memento. I'm gonna have to start taking Polaroids yeah. and getting this stuff tattooed on me. Like, also, you started with a hug, so now you're sending your second hug. Right. Well, no, because you started the hugs. No, you, you started the say, hugs. I didn't send the hug yet. You started. I the sent hug. to the. I, I sent the two love, and said, I asked you if you wanted me to, and you said you had a, a hug ready, and you went I don't think so. Facebook's Facebook Messenger by itself had 931 million, so it was almost double Damn. Twitter. Snapchat, which we all thought died, is bigger than Twitter. Uh, Kyoshu, what the hell is that? That's bigger than Twitter. Uh, I've Weibo. literally never heard that before. Sino Weibo, that's bigger than Twitter. QQ, that's I've bigger than Twitter. I've never heard of any of these. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm going to go start a, a Kyosho or a Sino Wemo Trailcasters account. I'm look up Sino Wemo <laughs> social media. we got to squeeze you for all the juice we can get. That's why I'm here. <laughs> juice away. We don't yeah. need to get into all that, though. That's all getting kind of meta. What were you all saying? Right. Nothing. I'm just ready to roll. All right. Give me a quick three, two, one. Three, two, one. Hello, Rip City! To all of you ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, whether you're in town or out of town or in any corner of these worldwide interrupts, welcome to the Podland Trailcasters and thank you for tuning in. The voice you are currently hearing is none other than the not-so-vanilla Hood River Gorilla myself. That would make me, Keith Feltner-Smith, and here with me, as always, as most of the times, to balance this Hawaiian-time Oregonian, we have the on-time Hawaiian, the master of segues, Mr. Professional, Mr. Burke Time Doesn't Stop, Christopher Joseph Burkhart. What's up, buddy? How are you? That's just a classic throwback, too, because I, I connect that right to the Ghostface Budweiser commercials, <laughs> like the Scream commercials they did back in the day. Been playing some DVD, finishing up the Rift Challenge that ends in a week. Been playing some Ghostface. I'm, I'm getting pretty good at being oh, that stalking get your killer. Get your throwbacks correct. That wasn't the Budweiser commercial. The Scream dude was from the scary movie franchise. Oh, that's right. It was, wait, was up was Budweiser, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but the Scream, scream guy doing it was like the scary the goofy, movie franchise. 
Yeah, that's the yeah, scary movie where they did like the goofy mask yeah. with the, the tongue hanging out. Yeah. And that's actually, that's the skin I use in DVD when I'm playing Ghostface, <laughs> is that one with the tongue hanging out. We can talk more Dead by Daylight later with more soundproofing and pod uh, tech stuff later, but we didn't have a whole lot to get into as far as actual Blazer stuff today, but we did end up asking for some questions on the Discord, turned into more of an AMA request, and we got a good bit of content from that, a good bit of input from our friends and listeners over on the Discord. So you listeners, if you are not on the Discord, I don't know what you're thinking. You're missing out on live episode recordings of this pod, lots of other podcasters involved as well, local artists, Ike making the pins. He's been doing a great job of that. We had a, a nice fun time kind of trying to promote his pins this last week as he's raising money to repair his car. You also have game access with a third bench ticket group. You can get in for some cheap seats for Blazer games with some great fans, some passionate fans that have a lot of fun, whether it's win, uh, whether it's a win or a loss. We've got swag exchanges. We've got Trailcasters merch on here as well. Game night chats with friends if you're stuck at home and can't get to the game yourself. All of this by Blazers fans for Blazers fans like you, like me. Chris gets to be included in there too. Come and join the Discord. Link is in the episode description. Oh, I get to be included. That's so nice. You're always included. You're definitely a fan. You, you admit it sometimes, other times less so. <laughs> but before we get to that AMA, and before we get to all the highlights of, of Shaden Sharp's explosive week, we have got the one and only, the world famous, the internationally renowned, the universally acclaimed love, hugs, and hate mail, Mr. Burkhart. Where are you sending your love this week? Man. You know what sucks? Is that I was ready. I had it in my head, and now like, I keep telling you to write these things down. No, bro. I don't like to. It's just not how I roll. I mean, you, it'll take like a one a one line note. I have a sticky note, so you can't even write that much. But you get like a, a little two two yeah, yeah. words. And yeah, you, know, you know, you know, uh, you know the movie Memento. I'm gonna have to start taking Polaroids yeah. and getting this stuff tattooed on me. Like if I'm in, I, like if I'm walking through Fred Myers and I get a love hug or hate mail in my head, I'm you know write it down, take a screenshot. I don't know. What, what you need to do, you should you should DM me, and that way if you DM me some random word or two word phrase i'm either gonna think okay it's another weird ass typo from chris or or he's getting some notes in for love hugs and hate man i'll leave that one alone i'll leave that anyway you. keith you're always at the ready you, why don't you give us your love why why marinate for a minute? i can do that i can start my with my love and let you cook for a second because once again just like last week where we were backed up from having multiple weeks of not podcasting i had a whole bunch of love hugs and hate mail I got some extras this week. I, I didn't want to eliminate, you know, like we were spreading the love around. It was a lot of fun last time. And like I said on the last episode too, we have been slowly kind of evolving Trailcasters here into a little bit more of like this two-parter episode each week. And it's not going to happen every week, but having the love hugs and the hate mail being kind of this inane uh, uh, banter on one end and then maybe midweek and more of the deep dives on some Blazers basketball discussions. You know, maybe it's, maybe we roll that way for a bit and see how people like it. So listeners, if you like it or don't like it, let us know. Come and join the Discord. Let us know on there. Easiest way to get to us. So my first love, Chris, going out to one of our guys, one of, one of our Trailcasters family uh, and his family, Rachel, is on the Discord with us. So it's, it's kind of the indirect connection for our dude here. But I got to send a shout out to our, our boy Ozzy, uh, it was Ozzy's birthday the other day on Sunday, uh, the March 26th, and he got to be part of the t-shirt exchange with the players down on the court as uh, as the game was getting going. Not only that, but he got to take part in the t-shirt exchange with his favorite player, Trendon Watford. Nice. Uh, it was a really cool moment. We got some great shots from up in the third bench section, up in 317, of Ozzy on the Jumbotron, handed it off to Trendon. Uh, there was a funny little thing, too, where the subtitles in the, on the Jumbotron didn't get Trenton Wofford's name right. They called him Lindy Waters, which is another NBA player. Uh, another NBA player. Shout out to Lindy. But, yeah, uh, Ozzy getting a cool 
face-to-face uh, -face moment with his favorite player, Trenton Watford. Plus, he was wearing his Watford jersey, and you could see Trenton notice and like a big smile go up there. So all the love to Ozzy, man. Hope you had a great birthday. How about you? Are you feeling juicy yet? Have you cooked something up here? Have you marinated on some love for the week? Yeah, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna keep it in line with you. I'll send my love uh, out to Rachel and Ozzy and also our buddy uh, Tim from Busted Bucket. It's a love to them yeah. and also an apology because it, this one's on me but I've been ruined by COVID, right? So uh, I went to the wonder, another love, to another listener here, to, to Seth, a.k.a. Sheriff of Portland, put on a wonderful uh, trivia event down yeah, uh, down at Back to the Basket. Um, and, and Rachel and Ozzy were there. And they're like, you're Chris? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, Rachel and Ozzy, like, hi. And they're like, oh, so nice to meet you in person. I'm like, cool. Like, I was totally kind of offish, right? Oh. And then same thing with, with Tim. Like at the other day, Tim was when when we met at the Pines, at he the was Blazers, right there yeah. and he's like, hey, Chris, he like gives me a hug. I'm like, hey, man. And like I wasn't offish, but like I wasn't just like full of energy. And then then it dawned on me why Rachel and Ozzy were excited and why Tim was excited. And I have to apologize because Tim texted me. He's like, no, man, it was so cool to meet you in person finally. And I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> Holy yeah, I'm so used <laughs> to. Uh, the the Discord, the online interaction, the and, Discord, yeah, yeah. and the fact that that I've, I I way back I was on Tim's podcast and we have him on uh, and we talk to him all the time and we've had Rachel and Ozzy on on our fan one so like I knew that yep. it it did not dawn on me that I had not met Rachel Ozzy or Tim in person before because you've even seen the face on here before so it's not like, like there's recognition so it's not like some new yes. person entirely so like I yeah, I, te <laughs> I text Tim like oh my gosh like. I'm I'm sorry. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm so used to like, I just feel like I know everyone because especially the Discord, because our Discord's turned into a fun little family, right? It's so like, like it's I all just, the, it's 24 hours a day, man. Yeah. It's all the time going on in here. So so I just feel like I know everyone. So when you see like a oh, it's good. And, and Seth dropped that one on us uh, uh, not too long ago. Is I think it might have been one of the games I went to with with Chad or whatever they ran into us. They're like oh yeah, it was cool to see you in person. I'm like what? Like, I'm just yeah. so used to you guys like I, I, that I think I know you, which it says more about you than it does about me because you guys are all a, a fun, awesome, welcoming community with each other. That's why you feel like like everybody knows everybody. But boy, howdy, did I drop the ball on those first in-person meets that I did not mean to. So I love you, Rachel, Ozzy, and Tim, and I apologize, but it's only because your social interactions with me are so awesome that I felt like I had met you already. Also, shout out to Tim's wife, who was also Rachel, who I met that night for the first time in the same way. Like I've, yeah, I've shout talked out. to Tim been on the pod there before and, and met Rachel for the first time that night at the game. Uh, I'm, I'm always, you know what I'm bad at is I'm bad at doing introductions myself. Like in the same way that you're saying, like I'm used to seeing people online and kind of getting the names a little bit. Someone will introduce like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And I'll ask for the Twitter handle just to try and connect the dots. And then once I get them, I'm like, oh, cool. And I kind of retreat into my own head, start making all the connections, like who the Twitter <laughs> handle was in the person. And then I forget to say, by the way, I'm Keith. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Also, Ozzy did not win, but for a 12-year-old, Ozzy killed at trivia night. Man knows his Oh, stuff. yeah, dude. Man, I wish I could have been there. I heard it was an awesome time. Yeah, shout out to Seth as well. Let's send, let's send some love to Seth as well for that trivia night. It sounds like it was a great time. I wish I could have been there for it. You and Brooke were there. Uh, Brooke got her jar of pickles. Sounds like lots of other people had a really good time with it. And I'm sure Seth and Rip City Trivia will be doing more of that. All right, my second love is going to... You know, it, it, this is kind of funny because of all the dialogue we've had on Discord this morning about me not being a fan of college players or anyone who's not an NBA player yet. My love is going to Caitlin Clark from the Iowa Hawkeyes. 
she has been lighting it up. And in a year where I think it's really been on display how much the women's side of the NCAA and, and the women's side of March Madness has been ignored for a long time by marketing and by audiences, you're seeing the effect of when they finally get some spotlight and some attention when it's easier to watch the games. Because Caitlin Clark, she put up 41 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds against Louisville in the Elite Eight, uh, sending the Hawkeyes to the Final Four. It was the first 40-point triple-double by any D1 player, man or woman, in the NCAA tournament. Also the first player, man or woman, to have 900-plus points and 300-plus assists in a season. She's the third highest scorer this season, uh, 26.9 points along with 7.2 boards. Leads the country with 8.5 assists as well. Also, multiple logo shots, even in like the first quarter of one of the games recently. Like very, very Dame Lillard-esque as far as girl just pulls up, man, and people aren't expecting it. And it's one of those things where... I'm sure there's comments about coaches being like, no, don't take that one. And then it goes in. But yeah, no, no, it's, no, it's no, cool no. to see. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> and again, very Dame-esque with that. But it's cool to see someone lighting it up in, uh, and really, really bringing attention to it. Chauncey has even said that about Dame. Like, there's, a, there's some shots at first. I'm like, yeah, I don't want you taking that. And then, and, and then it goes. <laughs> yeah, then it goes in. But he can make those, so I got to live with them. So yeah, shout out to Caitlin Clark and, and sending big love to all of the all of the players in the NCAA tournament, men and women's, just hope everyone's having a, a great time and uh, you know staying healthy. Word. How about your hugs, sir? You want me to? I got double on this one as well. If you want to cook for a minute. Oh no, my hugs because uh, <laughs> uh, they go both ways here, and they're not always the best, but ah, sometimes yeah. they are the best, even though it's a tough situation. So we're sending our hugs uh, out to the uh, family and friends of the great Darcel. Oh. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah for obviously you don't. Those who, who don't know the Oregon institution, uh, a, hmm, a yeah. internationally uh, known drag queen performer, un, you know, unfortunately, in a current time where drag queens are, are randomly the, the target of certain people's uh, uh, anger for no apparent reason. But was, again, a Portland institution, well-loved, well-liked. I actually, my wife and I both went to uh, high school with, with Darcel's granddaughter. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, Darcel's granddaughter and I were actually together on a, a group group uh, project where uh, we had to we did make an entire like mini movie for Spanish class. <laughs> That's oh awesome. yeah, my our movie was like all about me and my buddy becoming baseball stars and having to like fly to Mexico. And so it was it was really funny. It was really weird, you know, reading cue cards in Spanish when you had no idea what was going on. But uh, <laughs> but you never hey you didn't have to be go to a to a, a famed Darcel show to know the name Darcel cell if you grew up here uh in portland and and uh a character man and yeah. and you look at you look at the passing and some of the quotes as as darcel obviously knew that the end was near and had a very good a very positive perspective uh on life as 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 the, the days ended there and if you look at the at social media's reaction uh, connected quite well and had an impact with a lot of people that you wouldn't expect yeah. so you know just get out of here with this, you know, drag queens are are awful for our youth nonsense because one of the most popular ones in the history of that art died. And yeah, nothing but positive things coming from that one. So big hug to the family, friends, and uh, fans of Darcel. Big hugs for sure, dude. That, like how, how disgusting and sick some people get uh, around all that with, with the current political climate is it's just sad. But like you said, it was really cool when uh when darcel passed to see just the outpouring of love from everyone around rip city for sure for sure my hugs this week are going out to jerome kersey 
Chris Haynes had a tweet saying, he never shared this before, but months before the Trailblazers great Jerome Kersey passed away, he told me how much he was looking forward to being honored and then how it turned into disappointment. This is regarding Kersey's number being retired by the Blazers. Mm -hmm. It has not happened yet. Obviously, Chris Haynes thinks it should. He wrote an article uh, stating that as such. I don't know where you stand on this. Uh, obviously, the Blazers have a, a kind of a funny history with their retired numbers because they maybe went a little overboard early in the history, and it maybe has made people a little more reticent to kind of add to it. I don't think that's really the right way to go because now you're maybe not giving proper respect to people who would deserve that honor if you hadn't gone overboard uh, in, in the beginning. But I, I would love to see Kersey's number retired. Uh, how do you feel about this? I kind of hate the idea of retired numbers myself because uh, I think they should play on. I prefer kind of like the the soccer style, you know, the ring of honor. The name lives on forever. I like that. Uh, But either way, we do retired numbers in the NBA, so you got to stick with it. Uh, And if there is a player in this game uh, for this team that deserves to have his number retired it's freaking jerome kersey are you kidding me yeah. that guy was the lifeblood <laughs> right? of, the, of the franchise and some of the greatest teams the team uh, ever had and and literally i mean until his dying day was giving back to the blazers right so yeah i definitely think that number needs to hang up in there for sure i do think it's a, maybe this goes back to a little bit of what you heard coming out of clyde drexler's camp recently when you were talking about uh him and, and dame breaking his record and then the reports and such about how the team just hasn't been very good at, at reaching back to its past and and extending that olive branch to former players um as much as they could uh there's a huge amount of of uh irony and suspicion fishiness if you will in the fact that clyde says that and it's coming out and it's at the forefront and then oh look oh terry porter is joining us oh we're gonna like have a, le- <laughs> a legends broadcast with terry porter and so yeah if there's ever a player that deserves to be put up in the rafter is rafters it's it's jerome kersey and and i also think you know maybe uh we we don't need to go down this path right now but i mean they've pseudo retired brandon roy's number they wouldn't even let carmelo anthony wear it right so if you're going to not let other players wear it you might as well uh hang it in the rafters one day yeah yeah it's a weird like purgatory that roy's number is stuck in right now yeah man get 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 kersey number retired get roy's number retired I, I, I hear what you're saying, though. I would rather have the Ring of Power. I like that idea a lot. Just, you know, have a way to have the names up there in the number, but you don't need to necessarily take numbers off the board. There's only a finite amount of them. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the hate mail. You got any hate mail to send this week? Yes, I do believe I've sent this hate mail before. And so at this point, it's just sour grapes. Another but, callback. But it's well-deserved sour grapes uh, for, for me in my position. But uh, absolutely it's 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 yeah it's elon musk and losing my damn blue check mark that i worked so hard to get and i don't understand oh it's just because you know all those all those fake blue accounts and talking heads dude you're just you like you're, <laughs> you're running this weird guise of free speech but then you're turning twitter into pay to play and it's so weird once you lose your blue check mark you're not gonna have the advantage of being a verified account but you can get verified by paying money but you don't actually have to go through the process <laughs> to be verified but if you are verified you get longer tweets higher quality video oh you can't vote in polls unless you're verified 
You won't be at the top of interactions and replies unless you're verified. So if you give this man $8 a month, seven if you pay for the <laughs> annual and it's cheaper, then you get pushed to the front line and you're already seeing it. Like a, just a bunch of people who have a blue check mark next to them and the power of the blue check mark is still influencing on people. So people believe that that person is an actual reporter or something. It's like, dude, I would have, like, here's the deal. I'd have zero problem paying $8 a month if it was like, you're a legacy account, so instead of a blue check mark like everyone else gets, legacy accounts get a green check mark, but you still have to pay the $8 a month to continue to be part of the verified program. But the green check mark proves that you have submitted your paperwork and your your ID and this and that Credentials and proven and, yeah, yeah. that you're verified. And I don't think that me being verified makes me better than you who's not verified on Twitter because it doesn't. But it meant something to me because at the time to get verified, you had to have multiple links to your published works right and proof right. that you like if i was being verified and i put myself down as a journalist i had to prove that i was a journalist and multiple times got den- work. Yeah, and multiple times despite being a journalist got denied that verification so when i finally got it it felt good it felt really good and i've also used it to my advantage multiple times like trying to uh get guests on a radio show or trying to get guests on tv or this and that like i go to you know looking for a reporter and i say okay this guy uh, is a reporter for the celtics it says it is oh he's verified so i know that he's he's gone he's gone through the process so i know that i'm getting someone on who who is a pro pro, and yeah i have the links to their work and all this stuff but now anybody can go get you know uh, Chris Burkhardt as their handle, verify it, and just start tweeting like me. And it's just ridiculous. And you're, it's just all this like, oh, it's going to help this and it's going to help our aggregation and content. Twitter is the smallest social media platform to begin Dude, with. Dude, it, it was such a... It was such a bold, like, hoodwinking kind of way that he phrased it too. His message was about something about this is the only way we can beat the onslaught of bots, like the war no, against the bots. No, get a it's better like, algorithm and maybe don't fire all your engineers. <laughs> also, yeah, as and... if as if like if you pay eight dollars, that's gonna help us win no, the war against no, the bots. It's no, so ridiculous, the, du- dude. the dumbass to- uh, uh, the dumbass showed his entire ass when he said it will stop bots. But you can still have bots, bot accounts if they're verified for eight dollars a if month. If they're verified, like, what, are, what are we doing here? <laughs> well, if if you're sick of Twitter and you're sick of Reddit, and even if you're sick of Facebook too, f- that place, you should come and join the Trailcasters Discord. I've already listed off all the awesome perks between live episodes of our pod, other podcasters, other local artists, content creators, game access with a third bench, swag exchanges, game night chats. All of this on the Trailcaster Discord. Click the link in the episode description. All right, my hate mail this week. Uh, another callback, actually. I feel like we're getting a trend going over the last couple weeks where we're going for some uh, some repeat hate mail. Maybe that means the hate mail is not being addressed, or maybe it's just that des- that deserving of our ire. Uh, means you need we my- need to both be better at you know getting that hate out. We're all gonna turn into Anakin Skywalkers over here. <laughs> hey, we're not holding it in. Like that's why it's that's why it's repeat hate mail. It's like we just gotta keep venting this stuff. My first repeat hate mail this week is going towards the officiating. Again, I don't know how many times we've talked about the officiating over just this season alone, but it's it's deserving, man. There is some crazy news pointed out by our guy Deepak on Discord. Hey! The Lakers have led free throw differential since their since January 29th. What you might remember about January 29th was on January 28th, 
I believe January 28th, they, the Lakers lost to Boston on a clutch stretch down the, down the end there, very much relying on wrong calls by the officials. It was, I think, admitted as wrong calls. I think this may have also been the game where you saw LeBron freaking out, like like losing his mind, crying across the floor on his knees, begging for the <laughs> officials. Since that point, since that game, uh, January 29th, the top five in free throw differential, that would be how many more free throws your team is getting than your opponent. The Lakers. 263 Miami 123 less than half of what the Lakers are getting Philly 104 Clippers 96 Sacramento uh, Kings 81 the the next two even New York 55 and Orlando 46 so we're talking the seventh highest differential 46th and the Lakers 263 that is an insane inconsistency as far as efficient goes I, I don't I don't know how that can be explained what makes it even worse is I went and found the actual free throw differential stats for the entire season not just for this you know late january and on kind of trend and it's even worse the lakers across the entire season their free throw differential as far as the number of more the number of the number more free throws they've gotten than their opponents across the entire season lakers lead the league with 411 the next closest is the kings with 187 187 to 411. That's a massive gap. Miami's next at 173. Orlando at 147. New York at 146. Portland is the 10th highest in free throw differential, and we come in at 68. 411 more free throws than their opponent. That is nuts, dude. Especially when we already have confirmed that certain teams, such as big market teams like LA, like the Warriors, these kind of, the kind of the NBA darlings, they get the better refs more often. They're, like there are just it's crazy inconsistent and it's, it sucks how fans any fans that complain about the officiating are basically just looked at as conspiracy theorists because it's it's so plain and blatant it's it's i don't see how it can even be argued that it's even or balanced in any way i got nothing man i got nothing good yeah yeah thank you that just let me get let me vent that one off my chest <laughs> I, I don't like blaming officials i never have you know this about me but they are 100 percent under a microscope right now it's fishy as hell and i think when you have the tim donahy experience from two decades ago uh, a referee can't be trusted anymore yeah unless dude. you you put parameters in there that they can i i i threw this out there uh, to chat i don't know exactly what uh, a referee's uh income is but I do think here's the deal. I think a referee should be highly compensated, more so than they are. They should be getting paid in the millions if the basketball players are, because then that's going to give them the incentive to, you know what, not have to bet on side games. Right. <laughs> if you're going to truly treat these guys like the best officials in the world, like they should be because they're officiating the best players in the world, then they shouldn't have to fly commercial. They should. Yeah. They, they should, should be treated like players. They should be treated. Exactly. They should be treated like players and then have contracts in place. So, okay, we, we broke up. We broke down the numbers and 87% of your calls were correct, which is a B minus because the average is 90, whatever it is. So you're getting demoted to the G League and we're bringing up a G, like, you know what it like? There you uh, go. Incentivize yeah. that, okay. Contracts, like you have bonuses directly tied to the percentage of correct calls that you make, uh, whatever it is. And again, then maybe there is some sort of things put in, like I'm just spitballing ideas off the top of my head that I think could make uh, officiating better. I think pool reporting is bull. Pool reporting is dumb. Pool reporting. For those of you who don't know how it works, if there is an egregious call that you want clarification for, you, as the media, have to request that you get a referee for a pool report. Then you, as the media group in the media room, have to designate what member of the media is going to represent you as the reporter for the pool report. Then, as the pool report, you have to pre-write your questions to the referee who then answers them. 
That is why so often you see answers that the follow-up doesn't make sense, right? We're just scripted. You're yeah, like, how come, how come he didn't ask a follow-up to that? Because you don't get a follow-up to it. You have to pre-write your questions. It protects the referee from being badgered, which is ridiculous. Because we, we, as media, can badger the players in a post-game locker room for the mistakes they made during a game and they have to take it, but the referee doesn't. I also think you should take away the players' fines for when they, they call out the referees in a post-game press conference. Because here's the thing, it's got so bad that Fred Van Vliet called referees out by name a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it yeah, that's right. It wasn't the officiating he, he, bad, it was this particular official. He, he referenced stats. He said, this guy in particular calls me for text more than anyone else crosses and he was right by good margin. Right. And we think that it's a it's a funny joke, but there's the meme that goes around about uh, like the lack of wins that Chris Paul has in games officiated by Scott Foster. <laughs> yeah, right? right? No, it's a thing. Human bias is a factor. You can't yeah. take it out so of the So I refs. think you should take that away. I think I think the players should be able to have a field day. Go call the refs yeah. out if you think it's a bad call. And I think there's but the a, way you make that okay is you pay the refs enough. Like the same way players are compensated where they have to put up with that kind of thing yeah. right? as far as from the media. You pay the refs enough, take care of them on the flights, do these things where then if they get a little criticized, they're compensated for it. It's part of their job. Like here's like, oh, like if a ref calls a technical and then the league later rescinds that technical because they don't believe there was enough there to warrant said technical, then the ref should have to deal with what was obviously a wrong call, right? Like right, you should have, yeah. that, that should be a tech against the ref. And if you get yeah. so many of those <laughs> bad calls, super egregious calls in a season, well then you have to sit out a game without pay. Cause how many refs yeah. have to, how many refs, no matter how good or bad ever have to sit out a game without pay or get suspended for their lack of performance or contract. Like here's the deal, no, they're too making, making awful, awful calls on a nightly basis or handing out technical fouls like they're candy. Like the one the other day where, where Kawhi got a technical for pretty much nothing and then Man got double teched and ejected for also doing pretty much nothing. That's egregious. That is conduct detrimental to the league. Yeah. So sla slap dude. up with it. So if I'm a ref and now I have this, I have this, okay, here's my incentive to be better at my job. If I continue to pour, perform poorly, I'm going to have to sit out games without pay. I have the fear of being demoted. Like, I'll, like, okay, now I have to be better at my job. If you had job security where no matter what you did, you're not being fired. Bro, you're quiet quitting, basically, <laughs> right? It's a thing. So uh, I, I Look, think I mean, there I mean, are incentives. I think there, I also think that referees are like NFL quarterbacks, man. They're way too protected. You're talking about the money. Numbers here real quick. The, their statement is that NBA referee salary is based uh, on both seniority and performance. They start at 250000 a year. They get up to about 550000 a year with extra extra bonuses if they're uh, chosen to officiate the postseason. So it's, it's, it's nowhere near the kind of money that players get. The guy get, on the end of the bench who doesn't play a single game gets paid right, more exactly. than the referee who has to travel and dictate what the ga what games are doing. Also, seniority's nonsense. Don't get paid. Oh, that's what, yeah, I get that's paid what I more get to, because man. I've been here longer? No, you should get paid more because you perform well. Like, like, like you can get you can get paid more if for more experience, sure. Yeah, but if yes, we're talking but... Ken, Ken Maurer, Ken Maurer's been in the NBA ref for 35 years. I'm not saying he's bad at it. I don't have a particular problem with Ken Maurer. But at a certain point, when you're talking about dudes trying to visually and physically run up and down the floor and track the actions of the fastest, most physically fit athletes in the world, you gotta at some point or another, man. 
you gotta just say it's gotta be about about performance. It's gotta be about people who can do this the best because it's it's just it's not good enough. We've discussed two bringing in more refs. I think it's been since mid '80s. Someone on our Discord pointed out that they've had three refs on the floor. You could easily have four, even a fifth on video review at games just to speed the whole process along. There's so many incentivizing things, holding them accountable, giving Dude. them more support. There's so many things you could fix here. To end the rants we're on, I think like fans complaining about refs happens all the time. Like that's that's just a thing. Sure. Uh, it cracked me up again, covering high school, the amount of not, that was the worst officiating game I ever saw. I'm like, okay, I'm watching, I'm watching it unbiasedly. And the game wasn't that bad, badly officiated. It was pretty good. And for the most part, I do think NBA games can tend to be good, but when fans call it out, whatever that you, sh you can shrug off. It's par for the course. You can be the best officiating game you ever seen. Fans are going to take, you know, right. Yeah. Irritated. That's just fans. But again, when players are now continually calling it out all season when man. players are getting slapped with text for no reason when players are calling out officials by name and then the stats back up what that player is saying you definitely have a problem that needs to be addressed it <laughs> did deserve the tech but when pat beverly has to grab the camera off the <laughs> sideline right. to show you that you missed an obvious foul call uh yeah things, things are bad <laughs> all right one more hate mail golden state line Per Chris Haynes, Golden State will not pursue any compensation for the Gary Payton the second trade. He will also play soon, much sooner than the three-month window that they said it would take for him to be healthy and get back on the court. Dude, I cannot wait for the final game of the regular season against Golden State. I don't even care about the result. I don't care win or loss. Obviously, at this point, it's not what we're tracking. I just want to let Gary hear about this. The, the whole thing was so made up. It, and, I mean, if we want to be serious about it, you can talk about the... The, the risks that they're putting on, um, the, the medicals have appeared. People whose careers are not necessarily as secure as a GM or, or present down in the, in the Warriors or a player uh, down in the Golden State. The, the whole situation just stinks. It's gross. And I was just glad to hear it kind of exposed like this. I texted you as soon as the news broke. Did I not? The Warriors had no choice. They had no choice but to back out from trying to get any sort of compensation for what they, what they thought had happened because... You cannot turn around and say and that, undo that whole deal. No, you can't say, oh, we they hid stuff about his health because he wasn't ready to play. And we originally said he was going to be out three months. And guess what? Before the season's done one month later, he's on the he's court. on the court. <laughs> he can't be on the court with you saying, oh, yeah, they held back medical stuff. He wasn't ready to go. It's absurd, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Also, funny enough, I mean, remember there was questions about his overall uh, desire to get on the court in a timely manner right yeah and yeah. so it is interesting that the blazers cleared him in october uh if you go back to the to the preseason and the uh, uh opening day press conferences joe cronin said we expect gary to be available right around the start of the season right and he was cleared by team doctors didn't push the issue tried to stay off the court when he got on the court there was still more issues to be had that's why they ended up trading him oh but in golden state suddenly Suddenly, there's drive for me to to outperform the three month window that was originally given to me, right? Shady, 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 yeah, shady, shady, we, shady. Uh, we, when we talked about this before too, I was unloading on on Bob Myers, and you were pointing out that the Warriors in general have been a pretty well run team, one of the better run teams overall. I still think he deserves a lot of the blame and a lot of the vitriol for the way this went down and the things he said and the things he said without having anything to back it up but like you're pointing out here this is absolutely on gary 
This is absolutely an issue with that dude. He, like, fans here wanted to fall in love with him. He's got a really quick smile. Remember, he's down on the baseline before the games, like taking selfies with fans and stuff at the Rose Garden. I get why you wanted to fall in love with the dude, but he was not. He he is not a Blazers legend. That guy is no. not someone that I want to hold in my Rip City heart at all. No, like, he, let him I mean, go. No, he he played him a little bit. I mean, I can't. I, it's hard yeah. to hard to completely fault him. I mean, I think he he, he did. Uh, Something that I think some people might do in that situation, where he had his, he had an organization that he fell in love with. That organization couldn't afford to pay him, so he went to go. He went somewhere that could afford to pay him, and then later on forced his way back to that organization with money in hand. Um, it is disingenuous, bro. I know. Like, I know. I'm just saying. It's, uh, just, it, it's that's uh, not how you handle relationships. Oh no, I'm just I'm just saying. There's a little bit there where I get, but at the same time, if you sign a contract with someone to do a job, you need, you need to do that job. You need to, yeah. And yeah. The, the one that sucks for me in this entire situation is that the uh, Blazers medical staff, which by all accounts did a, a great job with him and everyone else, uh, was getting dragged through the mud for no apparent reason for, for, yeah. for doing their job. Um, and that part sucks. They get caught in the also, crossfire. Also, it cannot be overstated enough here. The fact that the, the journalist that broke said news about Gary has been very, very quiet when it comes to, oh, Gary suddenly playing a much faster than anybody thought. Someone, Shams. someone is staying away from that conversation at all because he know he knows he knows he messed up. He and Woj have been at each other so much to be the first to market, to be the first one to break the news that it did not even dawn on him to actually make sure what was being broke was factual, and he just tweeted, and that is why it did not take long for Gary's camp, his 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 agents say whoa 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 no 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 we we need to we need to correct this we need to make sure that's not what happened right so they correct it also i have praised they, the, they, they kind of corrected they, 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 they did their best more. they did their best secondarily yeah. I, I have always praised uh the warriors organization because raymond ritter who runs their pr department he's not the best pr guy in basketball he might be the best pr guy in all of sports and that is not a joke so keep in mind that it, again notice how Everyone says, yeah, but Gary's been really quiet. Gary hasn't said anything about it. Yeah, because you know for a fact Raymond, <laughs> There's a filter. Raymond saw the storm coming down on that organization yeah. and being the true professional best PR guy that he is, walked over and said, here's the deal. We'll do any of the talking that needs to happen. It just don't open your mouth again. Let the department that is paid to say the right thing at to the right this. time. Yeah, yeah. Let us do our job. And since that point, the PR, like there has been, there's been no smoke, right? No smoke coming out of Golden State. They, they have yeah, done what they need to quiet. do. They've been quiet. They zipped from a, up. From a professional level. But uh, it's just, yeah, it's a dirty, dirty situation. And like I said, my biggest thing is Gary, whatever, it's done. He's not a blazer anymore. Wipe your hands of it. Move on. He's down in Golden State. Let him do his thing. Uh, but like I said, the biggest one on this one that really irritated me was knowing that there was some uh, innocent bystanders to the situation who were literally doing what they were paid to do to the best they could do. Yeah. All indications in we were getting was that there was nothing shady going on. They weren't forcing right. him. They were training him the way that they needed to do it. And then they got thrown under the bus. And that's just not. And cool. no fans are going to hear about that. No, the, the, the damage is done, essentially. Chris, I have a question for you. What do you call a falsehood that is uh, propagated in a campaign or propaganda? Fake news? A sham. <laughs> 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 
That does it for this weekend's love, hugs, and hate mail. If you want to send us some of your love, hugs, or hate mail, email us at trailcasters at gmail.com, or better yet, hop on the Discord server and come join the party. The link is in the episode description. You won't regret it. We'll be back in a few days breaking down Shade and Sharp's recent play, as well as the Trailcasters' first AMA episode. But for now, in closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Chris Burkhart. Thank you, Odar, for these fat beats. And thank you, all of you listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City basketball, and our latest episode. Please come and join the fun on the Trailcasters Discord. Thank you again, and please come back for the next edition of the Trailcasters.